I'm Sean Fennessy. I'm Amanda Dobbins. And together we host The Big Picture, the Ringer's film podcast for new releases, career retrospectives, director interviews, movie drafts, top fives, and so much more. Twice a week, we break down the latest releases, argue about whether movies are doomed, and debate our modern film canon. Listen to The Big Picture on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? Cody Rhodes said that after his match against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, when Brock approached him, he thought Brock was going to punch him in the face. Is this <laughs> more or less BS than when Hogan said he wasn't sure if Andre was going to let him win at WrestleMania 3? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know if it sounds like BS to me because Brock Lesnar has become like the Paul Bunyan of wrestling now, right? Like so He's Andre this, the Giant. That's it. That's it. It's, yeah. it's all it's it's all myths. All the myths, all the the folk tales. Like I heard at the end of the uh, you know, at the end of the uh the match at SummerSlam, Cody went back to go, you know, see Brock and Gorilla and apparently he was gone and they haven't spoken since. So he literally like disappeared back into the mist like a mythical figure uh <laughs> going back to his his homeland, so um, yeah, I, I I live for the Brock folktales, man. Like he's he's kind of our our real life sort of. Uh, you had to be there to see him, sort of ass kicker of our generation, like Mike Tyson before him and other people like that. So anytime you got a chance to make up or embellish a story a little bit <laughs> about him, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> so you're saying it's probably not true, but that's part of the joy of it. That's part of the joy, man. That's Brock. Yeah, it's true. Brock I've told this story a million times, but the first time I met Ric Flair, he was telling old stories and he said that when he was coming up in wrestling, he uh you know he was just just gotten started and he was meeting he was seeing Andre the Giant for the first time and all the boys in the back or some of the somebody in the back told him that Andre had multiple rows of teeth like a shark and Rick <laughs> Rick believed it and and would like try to like when Andre would sit down Rick would try to like angle his neck so he like stand up next to him to look inside his mouth when he talked so yeah we always need somebody in pro wrestling that's just a mythical beast. I guess I guess Brock's got that. Okay, forget it. Dumb question. I'm glad we had this conversation. Let's start the show. 
What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to the Mask. And you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. I'm still at the beach. How are you doing? Nice. I'm doing great, bud. Uh, just chilling, enjoying the last days of summer before uh, before we get back football, basketball, all the craziness. But no rest in the wrestling world. So this is uh, feeling good, buddy. Feeling good, dude. You don't want to talk about the Josh Hart contract? We're, we're not going to do basketball. We'll just go. I feel good about. I feel okay. feel good about the Josh Hart. You know, uh, Jalen Brunson looked all right in Team USA basketball. Hopefully, RJ Barrett looks solid as well. But you know. Let's get, let's get into the let's get into the graps. We were just talking before we before we started uh, recording about how uh, there's signs all over the place down here at the shore for this um, this uh, Jersey Shore Summer Jam concert with Tone okay. Loke and Tag Team and CNC Music Factory. The real throwback one. I was gonna ask if there's a what the wrestling equivalent of this is, but I guess isn't that that like that show that Hogan did in like Australia with Ric Flair? <laughs> Remember that when he did that like Legends of Wrestling tour? Yeah. That was a rough time, right? Like, they had a video game with that, too, right? Didn't they do that? Yeah, like, that sounds right. I'm yeah. not going to check it. I mean, you know, this is a this is a pre-internet uh, get some money outside of WWE uh, wrestling world. So, yeah, you, you, you're you liable to see some weird shit if you hear it hit Google every now and then, <laughs> like like uh, like this Hulk Hogan thing. We're, we're, it's, we've talked about it a little bit before. It's hard to do a Legends of Wrestling tour because so many legends are either still wrestling. I mean, they're just still wrestling on the real shows, and this has been a banner week for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, on the one hand, you got guys like our man L.A. Knight, who we will talk about, who's like who's like a, a rookie, you know, fresh <laughs> legs coming out of the gate at 40 years old. Yeah. And then... You know, we've got guys like RVD who were putting in like wrestler of the week performances. Uh, Sting is, you know, making another shocking, not shocking return to set up a big match. I guess that's different than like a standalone Legends tour, though. You know, yeah. there's not, there, you know, we, I guess, I guess if you could get The Rock, if you could get Cena, I guess WWE just brings all of their guys into action for a Legends show to be big. But if you're going to do that, why not just have a show, right? Yeah. Or like, yeah, I don't know. It feels like uh, I, I don't know. I, I, that that kind of speaks to the to the health of wrestling, though, right? I mean, if if anything, if anything, even if you're not like a fan of WWE or AEW, the fact that there's just two primetime wrestling programs on national TV with any given night. You can flip on the channel and be like, oh, snap, Rob Van Dam is still wrestling? <laughs> and mm-hmm. and him look, like, not bad, you know? Or, uh, you know, Sting for uh, on the second half, you know? Uh, I, I'm, I'm digging it, man. Like, those, you know, you've been, Dave, you've been to those shows. You've been to those off-brand sort of, you know, convention type of wrestling shows and you know a lot of times it's a little it's it's not the it's not the most fun thing to see right (laughs) like so uh, at the end of the day um it's it's wild to still see these old dudes uh putting up numbers at the at the tender age of of, the the 20,000th to 23rd year of our lord in uh in wrestling (laughs) 
It's true. When we were when we were coming up, and by this I mean like ten years ago, you right. you'd have you'd go to like a you know a high school gym to yeah. see hacksaw Jim Duggan, you know, half wrestle somebody or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, and I guess you could still do that, but it's uh, 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 you don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. No disrespect, no disrespect at all. But you know, I'm just glad that. I could just flip on Turner and be like, damn, Rob Van Dam looks really good. Sting looks really good. You know, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts looks really good. Diamond Dallas Page, wow. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good feeling. You know, sometimes as, uh, yeah, that's a good feeling. Yeah. No, it's good. And those guys can be used to put over the younger guys. I'm not sure yeah. that, like, Tone Loke is going to put anybody over out there by, like, you know, getting them in the, on the Listen, stage Listen, if together, Tone Loke could put, could put somebody over, he would have done it by now. You know what I mean? Music's a, music's a tough business. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened last night. AEW Dynamite. Um, we got the Bucks versus the Hardys, but I think the big thing is this is, you know, cruising towards the Bucks FTR match. Okay. Um, Buck, the Bucks FTR match has officially got me intrigued because I don't know because it, maybe it's just all the work they've done putting in the rumors over the you know months and years about backstage politics and stuff like that. I honestly don't know who's going to win. I won't be able to pick up until the last minute and we're going to be talking about things like, well, the Bucks just re-signed their contract, so how does this play into it? I mean, I don't know, man. These are two of the most legendary tag teams of all time. They're both still going strong. We're a, we're a ways out from all in but do you have like a, a an early prediction on that one i don't know man um i think yeah uh this ideation of uh ftr versus the bucks is definitely different because this is the first i guess in interaction of the elite and the cm punk camp since punk has returned so i think with that coat of paint on that obviously you can tell the story of you know, their tag team legacy and being one of the greatest tag teams of all time. But I hope they kind of tap into that a little bit and, you know, sort of not tiptoe around, but at least start to acknowledge some of the brawl out fallout on television and uh, use that to really drum up some interest into this tag match. I mean, obviously, they're going to put on an incredible in-ring product, but I think it could be really dope if they start, you know, tapping into that and and, you know, how that that those relationships sort of changed since the last time these uh, two teams locked horns? Yeah, man. It's not, but none of it's all, it's all stuff that's happening extraneous to the stuff in the ring. We know the stuff in the ring will be good. Yeah. Um. But you know that'll be fantastic. Then of course, back to the legends. We had RVD versus Jack Perry. Uh, RVD looked great, man. RVD RVD looked really good, and he got a really good match at a Jungle Jack. Um, Brian Waters, one of our many producers, hanging, who's lurking in the background, said he's a big fan of Jack Perry now. Big fan. Hey, what do you think? Is he uh, early to the game or late to the game? <laughs> well, listen, I think Brian Waters is a little late <laughs> on on the the Jack Perry. I think we were both high on him, and uh, but you, Dave, I, I think you eloquently put it in the way it's like you got to got to give him a little bit more time to find his his. His clothing. We were really big on his clothing. His heel clothing was just off-putting to both of us, right? And, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, him coming out in the Jerry Lynn sort of tights uh, against our Rob Van Dam. I thought that was a nice touch over there. And, uh, you know, the music choice is still a little jarring, but 
I think the big takeaway is that Rob Van Dam can still go. And he looked pretty great out there, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I, I know we're, we talked about the Legends of Wrestling Tour, uh, <laughs> if it ever came back. But you know, this is a good, op- this is a perfect use of an old-timer or a veteran or an OG in this specific situation, you know? What do you think Jack's going to do at All In if he's working All In? I mean, he is the, I don't know if the FTW Championship demands to be defended at such a card, but like, I mean, dude, Taz is freaking the F out on yeah. commentary with this stuff. Is there any chance, do we have, has there been any rumors about Taz getting back into the ring? I don't think so. I think Taz is on uh, Twitter talking about, yeah, he's he's not like these other guys who are keep chasing a retirement match or whatever, and he's happy, um, you know, being retired. But uh, obviously, if, if, you know, Jack Perry's on this card, I'd, I'd assume this is a, a hook rematch. We haven't seen Hook in a while, and I don't know what sort of uh, stipulations it would be, but I'm sure it'll have to be something that would, you know, help tell that story. But, you know, all in all, like the R. Van Dam, the Jerry Lynn, the the Taz stuff, like maybe this is all building to like Hook becoming like, I don't know, the ECW sort of like godchild. <laughs> and like when he returns against uh, Jack Perry, he just sort of, I don't know, uh, takes all of their uh, talents and unleashes them on Jack Perry to get the FTW title back. Maybe something in that sense. He but, takes uh, all their moves. Like he just like absorbs all their powers. Yeah, like a mutant. Like, yeah. Like some, like some Dragon Ball Z stuff, right? Like, you know, when Gohan was training with Piccolo and then, you know what I mean? His dad came back and his dad started teaching him some tricks. And then, you know, Gohan went and found his own sort of thing. Like hook is kind of like Gohan in this sense, man. Like he's just, I think, that's what this is all building towards, right? Oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to get my son out of the pool to fact check of this. I have no <laughs> idea what happened in, in any of the Dragon Ball Listen, Z. Listen, Dragon Ball Z lore. is the only anime I ever really was like super duper into uh, like that. And I'm sure there's other great anime out there. But, you know, Dragon Ball Z was like after after school cartoons to me. Uh, so I, and I might even be wrong with, with that sort of fact checking there. But yeah, no, I think this is all leading to Hook uh, sort of reclaiming the throne as like the godson of ECW or something like that. Is it weird that they keep mentioning ECW on AEW TV? Like, well, they mentioned Kevin Steen last night too. So I, mean, I think it's. I think you, you listen. One of the things you have going for you for AEW is you acknowledge the rest of the wrestling world. You know, they make yep. all the big to do about for, Forbidden Door, but what's about the but the real power is that it's not actually forbidden right yes. i mean that they're, i mean that's it's more of a wink at wwe yeah. and it is a statement about what they do and i think yeah. it, there's a real power to that um wwe meanwhile is in this sort of like internal myth making let's see how many old you know they're even like making myths at the expense of their own history right i mean we're like trying to give the you know make make sure that our current guys have the all-time championship reigns like yeah. that's what we're talking about week in and week out right um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a big difference. What else, from, what, what else happened on dynamite? Oh, we got the, we got this a four way match, the women's title coming up at all. End, and there's a weird play in that Kerm was trying to explain. We we're trying to explain to each other that somehow the champion has to win a match, but the, the former champion gets a buy. I, it's, it, that feels to me like they kind of had the, had the show, had the schedule set before they decided they were going to have a, have the tournament, the mini tournament or whatever. Um, and, and then had to explain it retroactively. 
Yeah, if this was like the college football championship, like, you know, Nick Saban would be flipping out right now, right? Like, that's like winning the conference and then like, oh, yeah, you got to go to the play-in tournament. It's like, no, what? but I think I think Nick Saban would be would end up being the Tony Storm in this situation where it's like, like he would, they're not the, Alabama's not the number one team, okay. but, they're, but because of their history of winning, they're going to get the bye or whatever. All right, so is she to like Georgia or something? Like, is, yeah, is she does like be? Georgia or she does okay. like, you know, like a, like a, like a upstart Clemson team or something. It was okay. just like, you know. Uh, Clemson's not that upstarted anymore. No, I mean, I mean in this situation, like, whatever. Like, we all, we just, what, we were number one. We weren't that great last year. Gotcha. Anyway. Okay, okay. Anyway. So, yeah, that's weird. That's weird that they got the champion in the play-in, even though she's the champion. But, yeah. Uh, we also got news that uh, Adam Cole and MJF are not just going to be headlining this yeah. in a championship match. Uh, headlining all in, but they're also going to team up to 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 go for the Ring of Honor tag team uh, titles uh, on the pre-show at All In, which means if you're there in London going to the show, you better you know figure out your taxi situation early on, or figure early. out how you're going to get there because there's going to be a mad dash to everybody get, getting everybody in their seats at like five o'clock or whenever the the first bell rings. What do you think? Is this part of Adam Cole's like diabolical master plan to tire out MJF before their title match? It's very interesting. I can't remember pay-per-view or premium live event that started with a a team going to try to win a tag team championship and then main eventing against each other, right? So I don't know why they're doing that, but if I had a clue, I would say it's going to be a long night, right? Like zero hour getting people in the doors uh, in Wembley Stadium early is a very important thing. And as long as that show is going to be, you got to keep that crowd really engaged with something from the beginning to the end of that show, right? So them going in as Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions defending uh, you know, uh, against or I, I guess uh, uh, fighting for the AEW World Championship. I'm not necessarily sure if that helps or hurts, you know, your interest in the show throughout the night, right? Like, so I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. Like, I, I want to see how they're going to pull this off or, or what's going to be the point of it all, but... I mean, Aussie Open, too, has been great champs. You know, I mean, have been a you know, great asset to the company, broadly yeah. uh, speaking. And are good champs. It see it would seem weird to have them drop the titles just for the sake of this storyline. But I guess if they're not on the card, they're not on the card. Right. You know? But that's so. my thing, though. Even if they, I, I don't, I don't expect them to drop the titles. But I expect something to happen to uh, pique the interest of what is yet to come later that night when they face off against each other. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Has that ever happened like before, where a tag team fought each other at the end of the night? According to Brian, stat guy Brian over here, Seth and, and Strowman defended their titles and then faced each other at Night of Champions 2019. Okay. All right. Okay, mean Clash of Champions 2019? Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. Okay. Even if that did happen, I'm pretty sure Seth and Braun were the can they coexist sort of tag team, right? They weren't going yeah, they in there lost, as they best lost buddies. To Bob, they lost to Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Okay. And then Seth beat Roman. I mean, Seth Roman. Seth beat Braun in the main event. 
Got it. Okay, I remember that. So, all right, yeah. So, so really, all AEW is doing here is just ripping off some Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> no. what I'm trying to say. No, uh, this stuff has happened. Though it's happened before too. I mean, listen, I, I guarantee it happened on the regular, and you know, territories where they, in, not in certain when they were territories like where they had though, like right? eight wrestlers. Huh? Oh yeah, like if there was a, it was a small roster. Okay, yeah, they have definitely for sure. But I just meant like storyline wise. Has that sort of happened? But in any case, I'm I'm interested in to see how they sort of play that into the main event because that's the most important thing. Like, I I like to see how that helps advance their story as uh friends or not friends or the Roderick Strong of it all. Like, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting spot for Roddy Strong too because he's he, these guys have sort of elevated I mean I'm sure you, it's a, it's a, it's the main event right it's the it's the it's the world title angle it's there's no yeah. there's no like soft peddling around that but they've definitely like Adam Cole and MJF have definitely I don't know if exceeded expectations is the right word but they be- definitely made this into something much greater than it could have been right so you throw somebody else in the mix and it's just like well they have, they got a lot to do to earn this spot just in the angle you know yeah. and it's uh, Roddy Strong and the Kingdom now Roddy Strong's a great you know I love watching him and and it'll I, I, I hope I love to that God. they're leaning into him being the bland generic white guy and all the jokes right like oh yeah that's kind of been the running theme uh with him uh, yeah that was yeah. a great little thing by MJF last night about that there's a lot of good work on the mic but I do wonder, man. I mean, this is the best thing that AEW has going. I mean, I, and there's there's no denying that it's it's interesting. They're, but they're, and they're also but they're suddenly putting a lot of TV time behind it, right? There were there were multiple segments last night. There is you know there's they're 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 really giving them the stage, which they've earned. But you know we got a ways to go before all in. A little ways to go before all in. I hope they don't just sort of burn it out before then. I guess that's I'm just overthinking it because it's been it's been so much fun every step of the way. Yeah, I, I think I think the challenge for for them right now is to see how long they can keep this going and how long they can keep the interest in this, right? Like that. Well, with them with them working two matches at all in, it kind of feels like it's going to come to a head one way or the other, right? Right, right. definitely, it's, it has to. Like, there's no way they end both of those matches still being best buddies, right? You would think no. You would th- you would think no, but now we're all grading on the Roman Reigns scale, where it's just like, <laughs> how long could this go? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, we would all love to see Jay win. We'd all love, to, we all would have loved to see Sammy win. But yeah. it, like in retrospect, it was it worth the trade off of having Sammy lose so that we get like another year of this story? Yeah, it kind of is, man. I mean, so like it's 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 a it's a very weird calculus. It's very strange for especially for someone like me who's been like you know spent most of my career grasping at straws to make WWE storytelling seem more long-term and thoughtful and meaningful than it is. Right. It's, it's very weird to look at all this stuff and just be like, well, you know, may, maybe they should do go for the long-term play. Maybe there is a long-term thing. Yeah. Here, you know? I think, I think people are starting to, and I don't, I don't want to say starting to, but I think, you know, the long-term storyline is almost like a, a badge of honor now. In, in in professional wrestling, like obviously anybody could put on an incredible match, but if you got something good and it's hot and it's the top thing in your company, why not see how long you could keep that the top hot thing in your company before it gets into the sort of weird stage that you know the bloodline storyline is now, where it's almost divisive, right? I think that's a hell of a challenge for AEW and, and especially for MJF because, I, you know, I, I said it plenty of times. I don't think that Four Pillars uh, storyline was it. Um, but this is like 
a, a complete referendum on that entire sort of era. It's like, oh, okay, like this is fucking dope. Even though the world championship isn't necessarily like in the main, the most important thing about this uh, this story or this rivalry or whatever this is, this friendship, I guess. It's totally true. I mean, it is. It's it it it'll it will be a referendum. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to see where they go with it. I, I think it's going to come to a head at all end. I think that Adam Cole is going to turn on them, and I think, that, like I said, my my fantasy is that is that they turn on each other, that they both or they both try to turn heel and then sort of find a new respect for each other because of that. Yeah, right. Like that's that's. Uh, I, I hate to keep d- diving into it, but I almost feel like that's the way that they're going to go. I feel like that it, it's going to be something where I don't know. And I hate to just cast a big fucking shadow over this entire thing, but like, you know, it's almost where now follow me on this sort of comparison I'm trying to make. It's like the LeBron effect on the NBA, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think the bloodline sort of Roman's effect on all of sports entertainment, professional wrestling is that like the fan is now going to see everything on a scale of that and being like, okay, like if, LeBron is the standard of what, you know, the best player in the NBA is at this current time. Sure. Who's the closest to that? And I think right now, since the bloodline, the Roman Reigns storyline is the standard, in in my opinion, pro wrestling storytelling at this moment, what's next to that? Wouldn't you want to be like the person who could come as close to that as possible and see how long you can take this? Yeah, but you know what? There's also the question of what you have control over, right? So, I mean, you have control over, well, you don't necessarily have control over how long your match is going to go, but you have control over largely what happens from bell to bell in the 10 or 15 minutes you're given, right? I you mean, don't you necessarily got, you got have... control if you're putting asses in the seats, though, right? Like, if MJF could be like, hey. No, I'm just I'm just saying, like, MJF and Adam Cole could, could have the greatest idea ever, and it's still not them that are going to make the final call. Right. about, you know, how long this goes or whatever else. So speaking of final calls, mm-hmm. there was a story that came out this week. I think they talk, you guys talked about it on Worldwide yesterday, Brian, but how, that how Roman Reigns' uh, title reign is going to end when he and Paul Heyman decide, right? Like, they have, <laughs> they have, they have some, some uh, they have a, a lot to say about this. It's interesting that they put that out there, but it is true, right? I mean, it's just two of the most influential guys in the company. I mean, obviously, they're going to have a lot of say in to how this happens. And certainly, you know, going along with them and 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 kind of letting them have that sort of power has worked out to a large degree up to this point, at least from where we're, our, our vantage point. Who knows what's really going on back there? But I don't know. I mean, everybody, we talked about SummerSlam earlier in the week. Mm. Uh, it looks like what what's happening on SmackDown tomorrow? Like Jimmy's going to face the I think music and rejoin the bloodline uh, rejoining the bloodline oh, that's what Paul Heyman is saying yeah he's gonna acknowledge welcoming back to the island or island of relevancy is what yeah. they're saying yeah um they made the right choice at SummerSlam in terms of stringing this thing along well they, they, we have two separate conversations here one what is gonna happen this week what do we think the immediate future is but two let me let's just jump to the big picture how long do you think Roman's gonna hold on to the belt I think I don't see it going past WrestleMania 40. I just don't. I think for some reason, there's been a good portion of the audience that has felt like after this run, after this run, Roman's going to go off to Hollywood or just be gone or Mm -hmm. be done with it. And 
I don't know if, you know, necessarily go on and be done with it is a thing, but I do believe once these titles are dropped, we'll, he'll be much more of a special attraction. So with that being said, what makes this whole thing the funniest is that it's it, the whole thing really is kind of a shoot, right? Like, yep. When Roman's on TV saying like he's the the number one guy, he's this and that, like he runs everything around here. It's because he kind of does. Like the WWE is having their most successful financial period in their history with this guy as the main event. Most people watch SummerSlam of all time. I don't think there's there's new stats of it's all a shoot. Like that's that's what makes this so good to me. Like it's the it's a good yes, a good portion of this is the WWE machine and a good portion of this is uh, you know, uh just being that the right person at the right time, all that other stuff. Yes. But you gotta remember, man, like they've been waiting to make this dude like they saw it with Roman early. Right. Like it wasn't like, you know, uh, he was some guy that they found in the Indies and had a buzz or whatever. They're like, no, we are handpicking this guy as the fucking guys. And and when he becomes the guy and they have record financials, don't you think he should have a say into when he feels like he shouldn't do this anymore? <laughs> you know, uh, don't you think he should have a say into into how long? This well, yeah, sort of thing I mean that's runs, why that's like, how that's how it works because there, I mean you know there is a real there is a shoot for aspect to this whole thing regardless yeah. Roman Reigns Roman Reigns can leave you yeah know? and it's like all right if I'm done then I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go home and and you figure out how you're gonna do Raw and SmackDown and and your PLEs uh, when I don't want to do this anymore or I can't do this anymore you know that's a that's a real conundrum for the WWE that's something they still got to figure out and I think. When the moment is right that Cody is that person to successfully carry the bar that Roman has undoubtedly set, I think that's when it'll end. But until then, it's not like he's an old geezer. He's in the prime of his his health. He's not that old. Like he doesn't take a ton of bumps. He might be a little nicked up after the injury here or there. Like Apparently he got hurt run. at SummerSlam, but, we, but, go, but go on. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it should be a big rush to get him out the door. Like, you should want this no. to go as, a matter as of fact, long you, as possible. You know what they should do? is yeah. that If they're going to end it at WrestleMania this year, they should make they should announce that Roman Reigns signed a new contract right before then and that he's, and that he's actually upping his schedule. Oh, wow. Ro, ro, just, just announced Roman Reigns signed a $10 million deal. He's working. He's going he's gonna, to, you know, wrestle uh, whatever. 24 dates over the over the course of the next year or whatever and then everyone's going to be like oh shit he well now we know he's going to retain yeah like yeah. They, like make like work work the real work the real you side would, of it. you should you should market the the Roman Reigns world tour and just and, and just roll out the schedule the day of WrestleMania oh, the day after WrestleMania and just be like Roman Reigns will be at this city at this day and just have it ready a year in advance yes and then that's how you really shake shit up you know what i'm saying but I, it's a sh- that's the fun- the thing about this is, is like yes as a fan you would love for that those moments to happen with Sammy with Jay with Cody the first time but business wise why would you do it if it's still <laughs> you know just like why would you do it why would you hop off the gravy train when it's still clearly ridiculously financially beneficial to your company you know so i hey if he wants to be a champion for another year, I personally don't see it happening past 40, but if he wants to be champion for another year and he still wants to do this at, at, at this type of rate and people are still interested and there's still things that happen that keep people locked into the story, I wouldn't be against it. 
<laughs> I would be terribly against it. I personally don't think it lasts past forty, but I couldn't be mad if it if it if it happens to go fuck it another year. That's sort of the thing, though, is that if he wins at forty, I mean, listen, anything's possible. I mean, this is this is not like if I'm he wins at forty, reality. that would be like the ultimate like. Do, like I think people would really feel like a sense of dread, like doom. Like this man is truly unbeatable if he wins out forty. <laughs> like, I, like I don't well, because think he they can would come be because faster. they would be projecting that if he wins at forty, then he's not going to lose till forty one. Right, right, right. Like, like that. Like it's like he wins at WrestleMania. Now we're just talking about WrestleMania losses because they want to make it a big. That was part of the story. Right. They want to really yeah. put somebody over in the process. I guess the real. Yeah. I guess the real. The real move would be. L- win at 40 and then lose the next night on Raw. That's you know, what I was or something. Thinking. Yeah. Yeah, it could really shock everybody. Like if Roman lost on like a, a random episode of SmackDown by like some nobody. Like that yeah. could be that that's that's the only way I would see it if he beat Cody again at 40 or or Cody doesn't See, now you're already him. putting Cody in there. Like I <laughs> I mean it's got to be him, doesn't it? Like it has who else? Who else? Who the fuck else should be the main event at WrestleMania 40 besides Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes? I'm still holding out for Seth. I, I love me some Seth, and I'm sure that that Shield story can be told to the, to the cows come home. But there's nothing that interests me more. I, I could maybe, I could maybe, maybe fuck with Roman Reigns versus Gunther at WrestleMania 40, but it's got to be Roman versus Cody. Like, why else? What the hell else not? I'm still holding out for Seth because I think that there's a, I, I don't think, it's not just that I have like, a huge Seth fandom and it's not just about the shield. It's about, it's just that I think that there is a, there is a trigger they can pull with Seth. You know, I think that, I think that you could just kind of like Seth with Jay, could hit another level than he is right now. I think I've said this before in the show. I think that if they, I think that if they, put Cody in if they if they position Cody as the as the 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 opponent and smartly position Seth as the alternative who's not getting the shot then you can take one of your guys who's already your top guy and make him the underdog that everybody is dying to have in that match and you can kind of tell the story low key that just like with Jay it was Seth it was Seth's story all along it's not it's not this is not Cody's story to finish. This is my story to finish. You know, you. I think there's a way that you could do it. There's a way. There's a way. But I almost feel like they've they've made Cody's uh, story about his father and him leaving AEW and mm-hmm. you know all that too much of a. It, it to me, it just feels like that level is such an American, all American like baby face like hero boy story that like Seth I don't think Seth could reach that level like I don't think Seth could reach the level of like oh this is like I've seen Seth do the the daytime TV shows and the ESPNs and be the face of the company for a while like I, and it's not a knock against him about saying he can't hit another level I just think he's hit every high level there is to hit at WWE at that point I think after that you have to sort of do the thing that Roman is doing and the bloodline storyline is doing, and that's breaking out of the wrestling bubble. And I think Cody's the closest to that. And I think that's a level that you see him, you see John Cena and Hulk Hogan sort of reach like Seth. And I think Seth has said this in interviews. I think Seth sort of prides himself on being like the macho man, Randy Savage to Roman's Hogan. Right? Like, and as much as I love macho, you know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. He wasn't the he wasn't the he wasn't the ultimate like super duper mainstream star Hulk Hogan was. I mean, it's arguable to me. I mean, I could say Macho Man's, you know, is is probably just as influential in pop culture or whatever. Slim Jim's, oh yeah, Diggins, Slim Jim's, there you stuff. go. Like, but Hulk, we all know Hulk Hogan is clearly the bigger star than Macho Man Randy Savage, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I I just don't think Seth. I don't want to sound like I'm being like a, a Seth Downer, but I'm just saying he's he's hit every top level. I think he is the hit at WWE uh, as this as a top guy, in my opinion. I don't disagree totally, but he's but he, you know, there was a lot of feeling before he won the title that he's holding now that he had hit that, and he's definitely gotten to a new level, right? So I mean, I, I just think I think that you got to look at someone like Seth and hope that there is hope and plan for the possibility that there's another level from the hit. I don't know. You know. I feel like I feel like the people that hit that level aren't even on the aren't even in the main event scene yet. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was... A kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, well, that's a good transition into LA Night because you are officially... There you go. Let's talk about the new number one contenders, the the the, the new second tier, right? Because we got a lot of these guys out here now. Um, we don't know what's going on with Jimmy, but he's been there. Who knows? Presumably, he's he's going to drop back down to feud with his brother. Not like that's a big 
a big drop off. Okay. LA Knight is uh, you know, he he won the Slim Jim Super Bowl, whatever it was called, and he <laughs> and and uh, you know, he's officially he's officially pegged for glory now. Oh, did you see him at the Mets game? What? He was at the Mets game? Oh my gosh, he killed it. First off, he, he threw out the first pitch at the Mets game. The city field hit, hit him with the yeah, like when they introduced him. And uh, my good friend Mike Janella, who does all this stuff over there, they had him doing a bunch of skits around the game. And, you know, unfortunately, the Mets stink this year. So, you know, probably didn't get as much uh, uh, viewing as it probably would have earlier no. this year. But nah, LA Knight killed it at uh, City Field this past week. Rangers yeah, and Astros fans are, are, you know, are happy with the way that they're doing. <laughs> yeah. But yes. It's true. Uh, I can't believe I missed that. But he's he's absolutely. I mean, listen, he's he is incredible. Uh, he he made a surprise appearance on Monday Night Raw to go toe to toe with the Miz, and I love that. Just like that, like promo battle with the Miz is now a rite of passage for everybody who's going to be mm-hmm. a big star. It's really it's totally true. I mean, it's it's a perfect spot. It's a perfect it's a per- perfect rite of passage, and I love that they're doing it. Ain't it crazy? Ain't it crazy? Like, you mentioned, like, the Miz promo battle being, like, the rite of passage. It's almost like in the in, uh, uh, the mental version of, like, Bradshaw being, like, <laughs> the physical the physical sort of bar to pass to main event level at one point, right? Like, you got to go toe-to-toe with the Miz on, on a promo to see if people will care about you on the level above him. Because he's sort of the standard, and he's sort of easy to kind of go back and forth with in in my opinion right like he's a main event guy and and a legitimate like you know star in this but like he's sure. also he's also very easy to make fun of and do the tiny balls thing and and all that so if you can find something interesting to kind of go at the Miz with to get people intrigued then you, you kind of pass the test and I think LA Knight did that this past week with that oh. uh, with that promo battle I, I do too. I think he was fantastic. And I think everybody agrees. I mean, they just teed it up for him, but he, you know, you you have to be able to accomplish it. I gotta, I'm gonna call out one of my coworkers here. I got a text message from uh the ringer's esteemed football uh writer and F1 podcaster, Kevin Clark, who's just like, Hey, this LA Knight guy looks pretty cool. Now Kevin's a wrestling fan. I mean, Kevin grew up a wrestling fan. You know, we talk okay. wrestling a lot or whatever. But if I if if the trickle down has reached the point where where you know Kevin Clark is watching LA Knight videos to to figure out whether or not this guy's got it, then I think we've got something here. He's 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 really incredible. He's really incredible. I, I I've he can go in the ring. I think we still have a we still have to, a lot to find out about whether or not he's a he is a uh, main event in ring talent. Listen, I don't think it matters. Like I think if he's serviceable. If yeah, he's well, he certainly serves fine. Yeah, I'm not saying that's a disqualifier at all. I'm just saying I'm like we you know we there, there's I don't feel like I I know the entire book on L.A. Night. So yeah. you know, um, but he's definitely got he can get the crowd going when he's in the ring. He has everybody in the palm of his hands. That's really what matters. But I still think there's a lot to I think there's a I mean at this point coming from where we were a month ago, which was does uh, does WWE even know what they have with yeah. L.A. Night now? And I don't mean this as a knock on night at all. I think he's absolutely an elite talent. I drafted him super high in our uh, Ringer Wrestling Show draft. Now the question is: Does he ha- is his power of like hype and excitement and like you know crowd uh, engagement irrationally high? Is it possible that he can't like that? There, there's a le- that he's that he is he is called a shot that no wrestler can live up to. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm so glad you said that because I just pulled up a tweet. 
from one Diamond Dallas Page. And we've, we've made the DDP comparisons with LA Knight for a long time. So somebody else who hit their, you know, cathartic highs with the crowd and, uh, you know, their careers at sort of a later point in their life. And DDP says, uh, and he quote tweets uh, uh, in one of these infographics, and he says, that guy, Ellie and I ain't too old for nothing. He's at the right time, at the right place, and I pray for him that they see it because he deserves it. He was talking to uh, Chris Van Vliet, great guy, incredible interviewer. Um, And in the quote tweet, he says, you remember how old I was at the height of my career? He's got this. I think LA Knight is um, exactly like you got to give it to WWE that if you can continue this sort of sustain the crowd momentum as a baby face crowd participation stuff that breaks out into the mainstream, a catchphrase, a movement, a mania, something like that. It gets rewarded in some way, shape or form, right? Sure. It's rewarded with Daniel Bryan. It was rewarded with Kofi. It's probably going to be rewarded with Cody Rhodes. Uh, but I think LA Knight's in a perfect position uh, on when there's a world heavyweight championship, when there is uh, other opportunities for him to sort of elevate where he's at because there's other extremely talented people with with titles or with sort of things. So they're, they're all, they've already sort of started to make things for him. Right. Like to to be deemed as important until they see like, OK, we could man, the, the, the U.S. title really needs to jump. We could throw L.A. Knight in there. Oh, man, we got this elimination chamber match where six guys, the world heavyweight championship. We could throw L.A. Knight in there like and we could carry that. But like now he's in that spot that at any given time they could pull the trigger on him and he could say he's made it. Um what makes wait, it- can they do can it be any given time with the amount of hype he has right now or the fans listen the fans, do you think the fans begrudgingly turn on followed along no not turn on them they're gonna turn on wwe if they don't pull the trigger at like at this very moment well here's the thing right like i believe i believe pulling the trigger doesn't necessarily have to be oh he has to be a, a champion in a week or two I just think he just doesn't need to be doing dark, <laughs> dark matches or doing uh, internet uh, uh, exclusives at Madison Square Garden. Like, just put him in a proper place to succeed. And if there's an opportunity where you know you could pull the trigger on somebody for the World Heavyweight Championship or an Intercontinental Championship or something that you know you have in your back pocket could be an instant. Let's go the keep send the crowd home happy moment. You know, he's in that position right there. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific title or thing, but getting to go toe to toe to mid with the Miz is one thing. Getting to be the person who throws out the first pitch at uh City Field is another thing. The Slim Jim commercial is another thing. Like those sort of moments help build to that ultimate in-ring moment. And whatever it is, whatever they want to pull the trigger on him to to make it happen, they know it's going to work because if they've seen it work before, you know, health permitting. I don't know. I think that's kind of what I was getting at before. I think that now it's now he's there in even more of a precarious place than they were before SummerSlam because you can't say, oh, we're 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 slow walking this anymore. Now, yeah. every now it's like, oh, no, that was part of the plan. But now the plan has been executed. So what's next? Like, what is next? I mean, do you I, think, can see I, mean him, I can see him being a world heavyweight champion in 2024. You know, I think he's going to be 
I think he's going to be very important to the road to WrestleMania. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's perfectly positioned to keep this heat until what? December, January, like as long as he stays hot until like December is really the tipping point for LA Knight. If he could stay hot until like Royal Rumble season, that's when I could be like, okay, they really might pull the trigger on this dude. Or like, okay, he really might have that moment. I think people should sort of hold off on anything happening I think like they, this year. Uh, you know, I don't think he's got to go be the world champion right away. I just think they have to, they have to capitalize right away. I think he's got to go. I think they got to, you know. Give him the U.S. title as quickly as humanly possible. Okay, okay, I can see that. I can see that. But there's there's an audience of people that could say, "Oh, the U.S. title is sort of a forgotten title right now," and, and maybe well, LA Knight helps elevate Knight. that. Yeah, yeah, maybe he helps elevate that. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. I think. Yeah, I, I've always been all about positioning, you know. And titles are one thing, but if you're treated like a big deal. Uh, that's worth more than than any title, and maybe a title helps. And sometimes a title isn't the most important thing. So, um, but I would, I would, I would personally hold out into December and see where LA Knight is on uh, on the road to the Royal Rumble and see how hot uh, he, he stays uh, heading into WrestleMania. I think. Do you think we should bring back some legends? Obviously, The Rock is a little bit fraught right now because of his connection to Roman Reigns. But by the way, The Rock has not. There, I don't know if The Rock's ever going to come back. But I was, my wife was just like, would they really bring him back? And I'm like, yeah, man, he's had all these like bomb movies and like <laughs> the TV show got canceled. And she's like, how many movies have bombed? And we started looking it up. It's like, not actually none. I mean, Black yeah. Adam. <laughs> Somebody was like, oh, Black the Adam bombed. I was like, oh, it was actually the most successful DC movie of the franchise. It was like, yeah, well, they just spent a lot of money making it. There's yeah. a, there a lot of stuff. What's um, a failure to The Rock? Like, your probably best day ever. <laughs> you know uh, I mean? Yeah. Um, Financially, the Rock, anyway. Yeah, it's fine. But the but you know, they should let this, they should just put they should put LA Knight on like a promo battle tour against the legends. Let him go toe to toe with Cena. Let him go toe to toe with well, I don't even know who else is around. It would have been like Jericho and The Rock and stuff, but um I mean Ric Flair, I mean something there. He already kind of uh you could run it back with The Undertaker maybe. Um Yeah. There's people out there, there's legends out there that he could he could go to toe to toe with. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do, but I did. They're in a very Stone Cold space. Steve Austin. Oh my God! Yeah, Go see, ahead. that's that's an, that's an example though, right? When I when I'm talking about like some people are like, you got to capitalize, you got to have a, you got to put a title on him or something like that. Like, no, 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 no. If he stays hot, like he could have a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> right? Like, it's possible. Like, there's a universe mm-hmm. where Stone Cold Steve Austin and the LA Knight meet. And at that point, who gives a fuck about a title, right? <laughs> like, who gives a fuck about any of that? If you could have promo battles and an actual match between the Attitude Era captain and the child of the Attitude Era, I mean, that, or is it, that, or, or are they a tag team? Is it is it give me a hell yeah and yeah as the tag team and then oh. and have them I don't even know who, who's uh, a big enough like foil it. for them at this point. Now I like it even more. LA Knight and Stone Cold the LA Knight getting his ass handed to him by people. He keeps having these moments where they want him to finally break the brass ring and he just keeps getting fucked over and fucked over and fucked over and then he finally gets some backup in the form of who? Stone Cold Steve Austin. And now you got hell yeah yeah, <laughs> I'm sold. Let's do it. Print it. Print the shirt. You got to figure Print out who's shirts, big. Babe. Who's big enough to put him up against? You could do like 
Like, who's the Austin Theory of the Attitude Era? He would be like, <laughs> like L.A. Knight and Austin against Austin Theory because they have the history. You and, get ready to piss off all of Reddit with whoever you're going to compare Austin Theory to. Oh my the gosh! Tweet era. at us. Who? Tweet. I don't know. <laughs> who would it be? Tweet at Ringer Wrestling. Tell us who the Austin Theory of the Attitude Era was. <laughs> I can't even think. Te- test, babe. I don't know. Rest in peace. I don't, Rest I in no peace. Idea. I, I don't know. That's. I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't know who to compare it to. We'll see. God, that would be crazy. Damn, Stone Cold. Hell yeah, yeah. Is like you could you could tour the country with that shit. Like that is my gosh. Print the shirts. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the LA Knight tag team before 2024, or we riot. That's what we want. <laughs> or you have you have LA Knight team up with Kane. Bring Kane back. So instead of Team Hell No, it's Team Hell Yeah. And then Austin's like, no, Hell Yeah is mine. And then he comes in to take, oh, no, this is too much. Speaking of positioning people, we got someone positioned as the number one contender, it looks like, to Seth Rollins' title. And that's one Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, there had been a lot of rumors uh, floating around early on in Triple H's creative takeover that that he had big plans for Nakamura. Um, This is certainly big. And we've always talked about these dudes, Nakamura certainly one of them, as being sort of plug and play. Like, all you have to do is just signal that you're behind him, and suddenly he's a main eventer. I think the ship, it, there was the feeling that the ship had kind of sailed on Nakamura a little bit, not so much that he wasn't that guy, but that, you know, I mean, honestly, the the rumor, the the scuttlebutt around the business was that he was just kind of happy with what he was doing, you know, and that and that maybe that that sort of signaled, a, you know, a self-imposed ceiling. Um what do you think? I mean, do you think do you are you are you? I mean, I, I gotta tell you, as I soon as I as, I believe, man. I believe. I, mean, <laughs> I, I still I still got my Shinsuke Nakamura stock. Like, if you wasn't I still got my Shinsuke Nakamura t-shirt, man. Like, I got <laughs> come on, man. He's one of them ones. I love me some Shinsuke. And you know, um, I hate to make the absolute laziest comparison on earth, but he kind of just did it with Asuka, right? Like, Asuka was kind of in a place where folks were like, oh, well, you know, they could just plug her in any single time and she's a threat. And all of a sudden, she was the women's champion, you know? So, um, and she's in the middle of a, a feud with two of the best there is in Bianca and Charlotte. So with Shinsuke, I mean, for all the success he's kind of had in the WWE, he still hasn't really had real main event title success yet. Um it's the one thing we haven't seen from him. You know, he's won the Royal Rumble. He's, I think, helped bring some prestige to the Intercontinental Championship at one point. Uh, had some great matches in, in NXT and, and all the type of stuff, but we still haven't seen him in a main event world title feud where it feels like he can truly be a champion or win it, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm excited to see this. Um if you're going to tell me we're not putting the title on Finn Balor to finish the seven-year story because we're putting the title on Shinsuke Nakamura, I'm, I'll take that. I'll take that trade. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll take that trade because I, I, I'm just a big Shinsuke fan and would love to see what they uh, just creatively let him do uh, with some main event time on, on, on TV. I, I totally agree. Can I mean, imagine, I'm not not can, at the expense uh, are they of the fan. I'm not gonna what? Are they gonna be on some Zoolander shit? They gotta be, right? Like Seth and Shinsuke having like fit offs and just the 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 clothing and the costume and the pageantry and who's mm-hmm. gonna wear what. Like, I mean, we're gonna need like some Joan Rivers type coverage 
throughout this this uh, this robbery <laughs> because I'm just going to be Googling what these guys are wearing uh, if they're having promo battles with one another. Um, they got to tap into that somehow, right? It's going to be, uh, that has real potential to be entertaining, I think. Oh my gosh, it could be absolutely great. Uh, it's it's yeah. I mean, it'll it'll be. I mean, it's it's so impossible to talk about now because we're like literally like one kick into the into this feud. That's all it but, takes. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. I mean, it's just so cool, and it's nice that that you know we spend so much time talking about who could possibly dethrone Roman Reigns. Right? It's like someone's got to basically be elevated by Roman. Um, or potentially by WWE, but someone's got to be elevated so high to get to the point of sniffing Roman Reigns' title, right? Yes. To make it to make it even a little bit believable. It's nice that we have this flip side, this kind of more of a traditional wrestling thing going on over on Raw, where it's like, oh no, all you have to do is really like be a guy's partner for a second and then kick him in the head, you know? And then and now we got a title. Now we got, I mean, a, a title feud. There you go. But where does that leave um, Cody? Cody just floating around, probably still messing with Dom. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it looks like there's gonna that he's gonna take over the Judgment Day feud, um, you know, in between the rest of his his full time job, which is wondering <laughs> if Brock Lesnar is gonna punch him in the face. Um, but yeah, no, I I I I, I think that's true. Uh, another number one contender we got out there is uh, is Chad Gable. He won this uh, won this big four way match to be the number one contender for Gunther. I I mean. Was not did not predict that. I did not have I did not have that on my on my bingo card. Um, but man, there was a story that came out, I think, right before it that he was just like, I swear if they just gave me the ball, I would, you know, absolutely run with it. I would kill it, whatever. They're giving him the opportunity. I mean, that no, I don't think anyone doubts that Gunther and Gable can have a great match. Um I just, you know, the the it doesn't matter how many new bookers we get in WWE. The, the, it's going to be a question mark until it's there's actually a signal that they might actually give him an opportunity. Yeah, I mean he's he will forever be Shorty G. You know that will always <laughs> be the Spectre, no matter who's in charge until they uh, until they really sorry. give him a shot. I mean he's so he's listen he's he is he is over. They're over, he, man. Alpha Academy is over. Oh, they're Ma- over. They're over as hell. But they're but they're, but it's a, but listen, it's still a comedy act, and not that there has to be a huge distinction between those two things and the way that we think about them and look at them between you know whatever. But like, well, Kurt Angle was a comedy act, you know. Yeah, but Kurt, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, I I he think did a though, lot of comedy. Oh, yeah, absolutely, he did. Yeah, but he and he was a legit badass in the ring. I, that's what I'm saying. There there doesn't have to be just like one a huge line of demarcation. But I do think someone like Gable, who is a smaller guy, who's you know who got over by being by by being funny. It's just, just you know, I mean, the, the the reality of Chad Gable is part of the story. He is a smaller guy. He is a legit athlete that got over by being you know incredibly funny and incredibly compelling character. Um, I think watching him hit him against the Imperium is going to be just magic. Uh, I'm not sure if this is like a one-week feud or a long-term thing, but I hope it's a long-term thing because I think WWE could really use a Chad Gable, you know, having a Chad Gable be amongst like the the kind of cream of the crop. He's he's he not only I'm not just saying it because he's good; he's clearly that good. Yeah. Um, but they but could they use kinda, a guy. They kind of that... miss. They kind of they're kind of missing like a little intense ass dude, right? And they're yeah. And they're uh, I would say Matt Riddle had that had that spot for a minute before he uh, he got injured. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Like there's got, there's always room for a guy that is like massively over as a gimmick, but 
once the bell rings, it's like, oh, this dude's a, a, a straight up Olympian. He's a legitimate badass. And, uh, yep. you know, it, the time is, you know, time is is really aligning for Chad Gable because we're, we're on we're less than 30 days away from hitting honky land uh, <laughs> with the with the with the record for Gunther's Intercontinental Championship. So now that he's the number one contender, who's to say that match happens like the day of or the day before? Uh, oh. You know, that record is broken, you know, so now it's not just a big match. Now there's a real chance that this guy could lose or, you know, the record's on the line, too. So um, that is, I'm, I'm immediately interested in in seeing how that goes. And uh, if Dude, that is so true. If they just actually play with the idea of the record not being broken, like acknowledge yeah. it. I mean, obviously, they're going to acknowledge it because it's like it works in kayfabe and whatever else but like so i would do all the mind games yo like i'd start like if i was chad gable and and maxine and and otis like i'd start dressing up like elvis dressing up like the honky talk man <laughs> like dancing around gunther trying to psych him out and stuff and i'd really play into it and be like oh you know you're gonna lose before that record's broken right like you know you're not gonna make it there and then you know really tease it and really be like, oh, man, are these guys crazy? And it's like, oh, no, it actually worked. He got in his head and he makes like a silly ass mistake. And who knows? Maybe that's what turns Gunther into like an even crazier killer. He becomes he, he he's he loses the Intercontinental Championship one day before <laughs> before breaking the all time record off a silly mistake or something like that. Like him taking out his eye off the ball for one second. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm all the way in. I'm all the way in on this. Yeah, like that could be ill. And but are we going to get the Honky Tonk Man on TV? Is the Honky Tonk Man himself going to be a part? Can he join Alpha Academy? I mean, can he <laughs> or can he? I don't know. I would hope so. They got to get. They got to get. They got to get the hockey cam going. They got to have a counter. I need something, man. Got to be. We got to stay in that. We got to keep the spirit of the honky <laughs> alive and well. <laughs> Spirit of the Honky will always be alive and well in the professional wrestling world. Yes. Don't worry. Yes, it will. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what else do we got? Uh, uh, I don't know. Hold on one second. Oh, big shout out before we forget to Daddy Magic. Ma Matt Menard it just gave a hell of a promo. That whole, we didn't talk about the Jericho Appreciation Society breaking up, but that was, uh, but it, that was, it, it was a nice segment. And uh, everybody got their the the Gendo Garcia's hard angry dance uh, was a real <laughs> like high point. Yeah. Um, uh, there were a lot of heart. There were a lot of touching moments in there. But uh, it, it will be it'll be interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that uh, with the Jericho side of it. Uh, I'm not you know it's pro wrestling, so I shouldn't be like put off by the fact that he's like I've made my decision and I will announce it next week. You know, <laughs> but uh, you know I, I you know I, I guess we got a little time left on that one. Um, what else did I? No, I think that I think that's it. Is there is it. what what else what else did we miss? I mean, we got we got we we got the tribal chief coming Friday. Uh, mm -hmm. Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits are probably doing some stuff together. Uh, Kofi came back. Did Shout we talk out Kofi. about the Street Profits and oh, we didn't talk about Kofi coming back. That's Shout it's out great Kofi to Kingston. see him back. Yes, isn't it still weird though that it's like, hey, New Day is back, but they're still like we're still think with Big E's not there. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It but tough. I'm glad that it's good to I'm see Kofi we, though, man. Kofi looked great. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see, you think, what do you think? Are we going to see that? Is it new day versus uh, KO and Sami Zayn? Is, is KO, how hurt is KO right now? I don't know. He wasn't on TV. So, uh, 
I don't want to speculate, but he looks like he's hurt. It looks like he might be out for a minute, but who knows? I mean, they didn't want uh, to so drop he- the titles. They didn't. They didn't really do anything about the titles yet. So maybe he'll be back soon. So I don't know. What do you think about What do you think about the new day, though? Oh, so happy to see them back. You talk about just sprinkle some water on them. Uh, main eventers, right? <laughs> like they either, you know, they either main eventers. They can help bolster your tag team division. They're they're always going to be interesting and entertaining. They're the two of the greatest of all time. And Kofi is, you know, also in that same class of like the Randy Orton's and the Brock Lesnar's and the the guys that have been around forever. That it's like, wow, let's forget all the other stuff. Let's just appreciate that this dude is still doing this at a high level uh, all these years later. So you could put him anywhere. And it's going to be entertaining and interesting. So, um, yeah, man, really glad to see the new day back. Do we talk? Do we talk about Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits last week? Do we give them their due? I think in this after SummerSlam, it they just sort of you know, we that they they got overshadowed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we talked about them, but uh, shout out to I don't know what they're calling themselves yet, but Bobby Lashley, Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins, the Street Profits, or the Hurt Biz Rut. Ever, I don't know, whatever they call themselves. Um, they looked great. Uh, Docs suited and booted with a shape up was a sight to see. Um, and it looked like they're gonna be they're gonna mean business, man. Um, who knows? That's that was one of the lasting images of SmackDown last week. And then, you know, Bobby Lashley, who we really haven't heard or seen a lot from since even before WrestleMania, is another guy that immediately steps into the main event picture or immediately steps into uh, a, a title picture when he is uh, he is active. So I'm really interested in to see where they fit him in, especially giving them uh, uh, guys like the Street Profits to kind of watch his back or, or mentor. I don't know what the relationship is, but they all look very well dressed together and it was nice to see them. <laughs> they look great. And I think that's kind of what makes it so compelling is we don't know the relationship. We don't know. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like it's a given that no. this is going to be something we've seen before, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Didn't also, seem like just her like, business. It seemed like something new, something different. Yeah, it does. It does. And also, just like the little. I know this is like a nothing. This is like a throwaway. But I love that like Montez was already dressed up when they met with him, <laughs> and it was and and it was just dark that I had to get like you know get like get taken to the tailor or yeah. whatever. But like it's like that kind of small thing. It shows they're different people, you know, and that they they have different points of view in this. And I don't know, man, they look great. I mean, just seeing them out there, we, there's nothing better than a tag team that comes out and just busts ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like kicks, just like beats people's heads in because it's fun. And to see these two guys get that shot, I think it's 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 good. It's a, it's already a lot of fun. It's gonna be so we'll see more of that on Friday night. What do you think we're gonna do? What do you, what do you think we're gonna see with this with with Jimmy Uso? Uh, uh, man, I, I can't stop thinking about you saying uh, what the tribal combat rules were and no interference, and thinking the elders are somehow gonna have something to say about how this whole thing sort of went down. Maybe Jimmy didn't do it to to be welcomed back into the bloodline. Maybe he did, and the elders uh, look down upon it. You know, so I, I don't know. Just. I'm really interested to see where they take it from here, though. And um, if you could believe certain rumors saying they're going to hold off on Jimmy and Jay until WrestleMania 40, I don't know if they're necessarily going to Oh, I didn't hear that. That, 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 I heard it. I didn't really. I took it with a grain of salt. Uh, But I'm really interested to see where they take it from here, especially if uh, Roman is, is, you know, dinged up, as reporters are saying. Uh, It could be a lot of fun. 
I don't know how you can hold off on that. If that's the storyline, like why would those guys not? I mean, they're brothers. They, they have every opportunity to punch each other in the face. You know? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Um, I can't wait to see what they do. I mean, this is what's really great about the Roman Reigns storyline. It's the week to week has been great, but just the anticipation of how we're going to turn the next corner. You know, it's been, it's it's just it's so much fun. Um, like I said, I like to, I mean, I said last week they could hold Jimmy off TV. I mean, sorry, they could hold Jay off TV for two months, you know, like whatever. Like he lost the match, give him some time, let him come back. Uh, but I my if I had to bet, I would say he's gonna run in and beat up his brother on uh, tomorrow night. But oh, we'll yeah. we'll see. Um, that'll be exciting. Uh what what else? Did we miss anything? Brian, Kerm, any big news? I think I'm good, brother. Uh, I'm just, I'm scanning through right now. Sorry. Offline. Sorry about this, Christian. All right. Let's just jump back in. Three, two, one. Nope. I think we hit it all. Uh, let's get out of here, man. I'll see you. Uh, we'll say farewell till Monday. You want to get your plugs in on the way out, Kaz? Uh, you know what it is, man. Cash you on count it. Points about USA. Um, Every day on the app, talking hoops. Uh, say less with Caslow, King and Rosie, coming back soon with a very, very big announcement. Dun, dun, dun. And you can catch me on uh, WWE Ultimate. This is awesome on Peacock TV and other places around the internet, especially this podcast. You can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Uh, be sure to listen to all of the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Wednesday Worldwide, Cheap Beat, and of course, The Masked Man Show with Kaz. Also on Friday nights, I'm reviewing... Heels, season two, episode by episode. We already recorded our one for tomorrow, and uh, it's a fun one. I'm doing that with Ben Lindbergh, so be sure to check that out. Thank you so much to our producer, John Kerma, Brian Waters, who's, uh, who's lurking in the background, and sitting in pole position for this episode. And next week, too, Christian John Bradley, uh, who's helping out on the production side. Thank you so much, man. Um, thank you guys all for listening. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.